Welcome back to the At The Yard podcast. I am your host, Les Lukacs. I'm once again joined by Joey Cohen. And Joey, big day today for us. We are releasing the brackets for the second annual uh, 2023 PBR California Preseason Invitational. Uh, It is once again an absolutely uh, loaded field of some of the best high school teams in the CIF Southern section. And man, I cannot wait for February 11th. Yeah, and you know, both of us are counting down the days to this tournament. Um, we're filling up our schedules before our tournament with you know the teams that we're gonna be in the tournament to make sure we know all about them, how it's gonna stack up. You know, we're we're both kind of creating our little mock brackets to see who we think are you know gonna win, is gonna win the tournament. It's it's a lot of fun. We're 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 both super excited about it. Tons of draft guys. Tons of scouts are going to be in the stands watching these games, so I can't wait, Les. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, by my count, there was at at worst 14 or 15 guys that, just based on conversations with scouts, are you know being considered for the draft in 2023, and that doesn't you know account for the 24, 25, and 26 drafts that are coming up behind them, because you know you got two of the top three players nationally in the 24 class. Uh, also participating in this tournament. So it's, I mean, it's a who's who. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to have this event played in its entirety at the Great Park this year. Uh, last year, we had to shift some things around because of weather. Uh, but, you know, full 16-team bracket. Uh, man, and, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it's going to be exciting from the 3 p.m. pitch on that Saturday when we start till the last pitch, you know, on that Tuesday, the 21st, Joey. Yeah. And the cool thing about having all a great park is it allows the scouts to, you know, check in on every game that we'll have, we'll have there. Cause you know, every game you know, we've, we've gone through all the games and every game will have a draft guy, at least one on each team. So scouts, you know, scouts will be able to move around, have to feel like they have to drive to a, a certain field at a certain high school to see a player, they can just, you know, pop over to the next field. That's right next door. So that makes it easier for them. And then, you know, hearing the excitement from some of the players that, you know, we're close to about, um, you know, how excited they are for this tournament. You know, they, they want to know who they're, they're playing against. They want to know which buddy that they're, they're going to be able to, you know, strike out or whatever. So uh, really excited to release this. And all the players, I'm sure, are really interested to see who they'll be, who they'll be playing. Yeah, you know, and, and, and conversely, you know, I, I heard some some disappointment from a few coaches who, who weren't in it again this year after being in it last year. And, you know, the goal is not to have the same 16 teams every year. The goal is to have, you know, 16 of the best teams. And how do we go about determining that? Well, it starts in the spring, uh, the year before, where we watch, you know, a ton of games and we evaluate players. And then we head into the spring and the summer, uh, and, and where we're constantly evaluating players, not just playing for their high school teams, but also playing for other teams uh, and, you know, and potentially how that could fit with their high school team. So, you know, it's not meant as a slight to any of the programs that, that you know, were played in it last year, but are in it, are not in it this year. Uh, it's more so just a matter of, you know, hey, we're, we're trying to build the the 16 of the of the top teams um you, you know in this tournament and i think we accomplished that joey and and i think we got some really good teams uh in fact i know we do uh but it, it's the first round matchups that will will reveal here shortly that 
that really uh, present some uh, interesting matchups, not only from a player versus player standpoint, but uh, just from a team standpoint as well, because a lot of these teams will be there at the end in their respective divisions. Yeah, I think every team in this tournament can compete for, you know, a Southern section title. And I think, you know, you believe that too, whether that's they're in division one, division two, II, division three, all, all, all these teams have the rosters capable of competing for, for that. And that makes it exciting. So, you know, at the end of this tournament, like we'll be seeing these teams again, probably, you know, in the playoffs and, you know, going far in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Well, we, you know, we've got, you know, the division two champion and Etiwanda is in it. Uh, you know, Aquinas, who was in D- Division Four, made it to the semis and finished with a twenty-eight and three record. Should probably move up to at worst Division Three, if not Division Two, uh, and then just a whole whole bunch of other yeah, Huntington, playoff Huntington Beach, teams. Right yeah, pl- yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Huntington Beach. They won the regional championship. I mean, it it just goes on. So, without further ado, Joey, let's go ahead and jump into this and and go go uh, release the bracket here. So. In the uh, three o'clock matchup to start off the tournament uh, on field ten is going to be uh, El Dorado against Corona, three fifteen Servite versus Etowanda, uh, three thirty Gar versus Ukaipa, uh, three forty five in the stadium Redondo versus Orange Lutheran, uh, and then we shift over to the uh, evening games. Um, at uh, Field 10, again, Ayala versus Huntington Beach, uh, Loyola versus Aquinas, Foothill versus Harvard Westlake, and rounding things out, Norco versus Cyprus. Uh, so there's your first round matchups, Joey. And I know that, uh, you know, we've been staring at this now for a few <laughs> weeks, uh, and we've been trying to figure out how do we clone ourselves into, you know, three other people to be able to be on each field. But uh, since we're unable to do that, uh, I know that there's a couple of first round matchups uh, that really have your attention. So why don't we uh, jump into the first one that you like? Yeah, the one I have, I have my eyes set on to be at is the Servite versus Endawanda game. Um, being a little selfish, I want to see the number one ranked player in California and the number 10 ranked player nationally <laughs> and Roman Martin, you know, UCLA commit, you know, it doesn't get much better than him in terms of shortstops in the country. I mean, elite defensive abilities, it's, you know, buttery smooth at shortstop, you know, the bat this summer has, you know, showed itself that it will, you know, it, it will play. I mean, it played last year, obviously in the spring, but it showed itself against elite competition this summer was the training league MVP. Um, you know, if he hits this, this spring and continues what he has shown defensively, you know, the first round, first round potentials, you know, definitely not out of reach with him. And then in terms of, you know, Edowanda's draft, you know, type guys, Anthony Wazo, I just saw him recently and you know, he's just a super favor of mine. I mean, you know, UCI commit, the left hand swing is just super smooth. You know, it's good balance, really clean path and it's the super quick, you know, bat and hand speed deal. So seeing him, you know, this, this, you know, this week, you know, take some swings. It was, you know, really cool to see because we're going to be seeing a bunch of him this tournament. And I think with the good spring, you know, he can play himself in, you know, into the draft as well. 
Yeah, he certainly has that attention already. And, and, you know, not, I mean, you're talked about two guys there and just, you know, the big draft name guys, you know, you've got a couple other guys on both of those rosters that uh, will have the attention of, of, you know, fans and scouts alike because uh, they're guys that are going to, you know, eventually have an opportunity at, at pro ball, I think, um, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about the two guys that you talked about there in Martin and Wazo. I saw a lot of Martin at uh, in Palm Desert and, and then Wazo has just been, you know, it's kind of funny, Joe. He's been on this steady climb since the middle of last spring, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, like he he did he did his thing last high school spring at his you know he, tr- he just transferred to Etiwanda he moved over there but at I think he was at night high school he put together you know three really good high school seasons and you know he gets he gets to challenge himself you know against some really good competition I think Etiwanda you know he's in, they're in our tournament but they're in some other good tournaments um, that they have set up for their high school season so he's going to set himself up well with you know good performances to climb up draft boards and like you said some other players that you know to look out for you know Jonathan Rodriguez was a player that was at our pro case who you know really showed some you know big power potential with that bat um Austin Rolig is a player for Etiwanda you know he he's dealt with some injuries this this summer but you know uber athletic middle infielder you know really good top of the order you know high contact bat like there's good players up and down these rosters that um some sleeper draft guys some really good committed players in the underclass you know department so really excited for that matchup yeah, well, one that one that's got me pretty excited is uh, Harvard Westlake against Foothill. Uh, you know, Will Gasparino. You talk about a meteoric rise up draft boards. I mean, this guy. I mean, we took him out. What was that? Two years ago to the Future Games. He did his thing there. He was still kind of like Bambi, if you will, just this gangly six <laughs> six guy that you know is athletic, but you you know it's just rail thin and. I mean, I saw Harvard Westlake a couple of weeks ago before Christmas, and uh, I'll tell you what, Will Gasparino has put on probably 15 or 20 pounds, I think, since uh, the end of the summer uh, last year, which is pretty darn impressive given how much he, uh, you know, how much he traveled during the summer, how he was all over the place. Uh, you know, he'll be the, he'll be the premier draft guy, if you will, in this game. Uh, but, you know, don't sleep on a guy like Andrew Harbour, uh, from Foothill, um, you know, big pitcher going to USC, you know, low 90s fastball. If he goes to Foothill, you know he can throw a changeup and you know he can throw a breaking ball. Um, and, and you know he can command them and he can do it really well. Um, so that's going to be a really good matchup, I think, because, uh, you know, I saw Foothill a couple weeks ago as well, but uh, Harbor wasn't there. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to see him throw. Uh, but Coach Price does an amazing job with that program since having taken over. And, uh, you know, obviously we talked about at the top there, the, you know, the, the, the two of the top three national guys, uh, in the 24 class, Bryce, Bryce Rayner, who recently committed to Texas, uh, got a chance to see him, uh, pitch one inning against Cypress. And, you know, all he did was 92, 93 with the slider at 81 and a, just a stupid changeup. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's, 
it's such a deep team for Harvard Westlake, uh, you know, and then you go up and down that, that, that roster with Lozano, uh, now back healthy and DHing for them. Uh, you know, but again, uh, you go back to Foothill, Andrew Parker's playing shortstop for them when he's not pitching and he does it very well. And then they've got two uncommitted guys that, that we both like and Garrett Davidson and Lucas Alvarado, uh, both guys can hit, both guys can field, uh, and run really well. Um, so this is just to me in a top to bottom, just really, Really intriguing matchup because uh, of the expectation for Harvard Westlake uh, and kind of the unknown, if you will, from Foothill, uh, because you know what you're going to get and that they're going to be prepared and they're going to compete and they're going to pitch and they're going to defend when it comes to Foothill. Uh, it's just a matter of will the lineup produce enough against what should be uh, a quality arm uh, against Harvard Westlake and Tommy Bridges. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think both these teams are, you know, pride themselves on how well they prepare. Like Jared Halpert's a madman in terms of that. And and you've seen Foothill a bunch and you know how how they do their things. But one thing before we move on, Will Gasparino is, you know, is that unicorn type player that, you know, you don't you don't just see players like that, you know, built like that with that type of athleticism, you know, with a good spring, you know, first round potential is definitely not out of reach with him i mean no no not at all the, yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. no go ahead, I was gonna go say, ahead. Just like the analytical darlings of the the twitter draft world love him you know some i put him like some mock boards have put him as high in the as high as the first round uh, i think it's completely possible because of the competition they face you know will gasparino you know good performance in this tournament and in the mission league can definitely play himself into those types of conversations. No question. I mean, look, Joe, you've been to, you know, 35 games in the fall. I went to a couple of tournaments and you're around scouts and you talk to scouts and, you know, obviously you have a relationship with severals as do I, and, and you begin to ask questions, right? Like, where does this guy fit? Where do these guys slot? Where do you have them? Do you like this guy? Those sorts of conversations. Uh, and, and I haven't had a guy, you know, a scout tell me anything negative yet on 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 Gasparino, right? I mean, it's it's it was December, right? So everybody loves everybody. Um, you know, get get a little closer to May, and we'll see how much they love you. Um, you know, but uh, everybody seems to like him, and, and you're right. I mean, I've heard as high as potentially mid first round, uh, maybe even higher than that, depending on how he does this spring. Uh, but the ceiling when it, or pardon me, the floor when it comes to his draft is is higher than a lot of people might think right because some people think oh it's you know first second round um other people might think oh he's a seventh eighth round type player but uh uh you know i think those people would be wrong because uh like you said um a good spring and he's looking at middle of first round potential 100 percent. another sort of first round matchup that i'm really excited for is um Orange Lutheran Redondo. Um, I think we're going to get a Cole Stokes versus, uh, you know, Miranda matchup here. You know, mm-hmm. Cole Stokes, uh, 25 ranked player in, in our in our rankings in the class. Um, in terms of, you know, projection and the loose and whoopiness of his, his arm action, it's it's something that you dream on. It's in the low 90s, you know, 6'6", you know, 210-pound build. It's something that you know you just dream on as a scout. And slide the slider is nasty. It's in the low 80s. It's a sweeper. And you no know, Miranda, I've seen a bunch of Miranda. You know, 
these past high school seasons. It's a low 90s arm. He's going to throw that sharp slider. He's going to strike a bunch of people out. He's going to fill up the strike zone at a high percentage. Um, Elu's going to count on him a bunch this year, and you know they're going to count on him to get that first that first round victory in this matchup, and it won't be easy, obviously, going up against Stokes. Um, and then Casey Borba, I mean, I feel like every time we both see him less, it's he doesn't get it. Like he always gets a hit. He's a consistent performer. <laughs> he he never fails in front of us. Um, he's put himself in the conversation as one of the best pure hitters in the in, in California, in terms of the professional professional you know you know behavior of his swing and his approach it's it's something that's super advanced and something that you know if he decides to you know enter the draft and you know want to get drafted it's something that you know the type of swing and type of approach that will play very early on in his in his you know professional career so yeah yeah again you know you have those conversations with the scouts and you know you're right there i saw olu out at palm desert there was a lot of guys there to see casey swing uh, you know, at scout ball, when I last saw Stokes, there were a lot of guys there to see him throw, uh, you know, and I think, uh, Miranda, same guy when it came to seeing them out in Palm desert. I mean, he, he went through a, a really good lineup for Cyprus, um, you know, pretty, pretty easily. I mean, I mean, you know, it sucks to, you have to say that word easily, but, um, but it, it, that's how it seemed. Uh, you're right. The slider, the fastball combination and, you know, it's going to be a, a really fun matchup if we get that pitching matchup. And, you know, hopefully we do, because uh, like uh, like uh, uh, Will Gasparino, I think Cole Stokes uh, has an opportunity uh, this spring to, you know, really fly up some draft boards uh, reminiscent to uh, the last arm that came out of Redondo there. And his name escapes me. The White Sox took him. Uh, it'll come to me. Uh you know, but uh, um, Stokes has that opportunity because, like you said, that frame at six six two ten, and the, you know it's an easy operation, Joey. Like uh, like you mentioned, and and I like him a bunch. But there's other guys there too, right? That you, that you like in this game. Yeah, I mean, if we don't get that Cole Stokes matchup, obviously he's playing basketball right now. He's a two sport athlete. Maybe he's still building up. We might get a Tomas Lopez, you know, game one start out of out of Redondo. You know, he's a Columbia commit. He was at our pro case. You know, and he really impressed at our deal. He was, you know, he's a 6'4", 195-pound pitcher, and he fills it up in the low, in the high eights and the low nines. And, you know, he mixes in, you know, a slower breaking curveball that he can land, you know, as a ball strike pitch in an OO count. That's in the 2500s in terms of RPMs. And he has a, I think it's a split changeup because of the, the data that we have on him. It's a split, it, it, it's a really low spin, you know, changeup in the 800, 900 RPMs, and it kills a bunch of, you know, break on it, vertical break on it, which is, you know, gives it some plus pitch potential. So if he, if he's a game one starter, I don't think they lose much, you know, off of Stokes because he can, he certainly is capable of shutting down a really good offense. And, you know, Orange Lutheran has, you know, good players up and down their roster. They always bring depth to the table, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, Ben Ryland or Ross Clark or, you know, Gabe Frazier, whatever. So, Bunch of bunch of guys on a loop, but if Tomas Lopez gets that game one start instead of Cole Stokes, I don't, I don't think we're missing much. Yeah, it's going to be uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. And then the the other one for me that that's a fun one that that I'm really excited about watching uh, is uh, Norco versus Cypress. Um, you know, these are these are two. 
two legendary coaches going up against each other, right? Coach Parcell, uh, there's rumors that this is his swan song, and he's got a team that uh, should have... uh, uh, has the makings, you know, of making another run. You know, last time we saw them in the finals was the D2 final uh, where Santa Margarita got them one nothing. Um, you know, out at Dodger Stadium pre-COVID. But uh, this 2022-23 uh, Norco team, um, you know, is led by Cam Kim and Grant Gray, a couple of uh, UCLA commits. Uh, Grant Gray is a wide receiver um, to UCLA. Uh, Cam Kim is an infielder to the baseball team. Uh, both are uh, definite draft prospects. Gray is kind of freakishly athletic, runs, hits, got some juice. Um, if you watch his football highlights, you just kind of say the word wow several times. Um, you know, and then Kim is kind of one of those middle of the order bat potential guys, uh, you know, obvious power in the bat. Um, but his ability to uh, potentially stay at shortstop is what has scouts intrigued just based on conversations with them. Uh, because, you know, it's not often you find 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guys uh, that are strong and built uh, who can play shortstop and, and, you know, drive the ball the way he does uh, in the high school ranks. So, uh, you know, those guys uh, will will lead a, a cast for Norco that, uh, you know, they've got some really good players there, so that should make it interesting. But over for Cyprus, uh, two of the guys, just, again, based on conversations with scouts that are, uh, have the most have their attention the most uh you know Matthew Morell the pitcher outfielder uh in Abri Covarubias the shortstop uh Covarubias now a USC commit and Morell uh now an Oregon State commit uh you know these guys uh I saw them a bunch out in Palm Desert and Covarubias might be one of the most underrated shortstops in, in all of Southern California um I think because he's been doing it now for going into his fourth year that you just kind of you know, maybe forget about him, you know, oh, he's still there type thing, but uh, this kid can make all the plays. And then Morell, you know, uh, just super athletic, two-sport guy, football player as well, uh, you know, center fielder up into the low 90s on the mound. So uh, there's a lot of intrigue with this one, uh, you know, potentially getting that Morell versus Kim Gray matchup uh, in game one would be uh, really intriguing in my opinion. Yeah, most definitely. I'm I'm a big fan of, of Cameron Kim. I mean, just in terms of the way he carries himself on the field, I love the the mental makeup that he kind of shows off. Um, and in terms of the physical attributes, you know, six like you said, six three, six four, being able to hold himself down at at shortstop, it's it's really impressive. And the bat, you know, just in terms of the video I've seen, it's it's power to all fields with him. He can you know bang it over the left field wall, can go to right center gap with ease. So him, like you know, like a lot of the guys we mentioned, just with a good spring, like the springs that he's had in the past, can really play himself up draft boards. And you know, Grant Gray is like one of the you know the mystery guys of this you know this this class in terms of you know draft stuff because you know he he's a star football player, and obviously you know he checks the athleticism box in terms of the scouting report. But you know if he if he has a really good spring as well, I would I can you know see some some scouts want to you know pluck him out. In the draft somewhere, and well, Cyprus is a is a really deep team. I, I like a bunch of their you know lower end guys as well that you know are kind of go unspoken, like a Matthew Thomas who hits the ball harder than anyone. I feel like in the twenty three <laughs> class, you know, and then you know John Schwartz in the you know twenty five over there, um, who played with USA this past summer. He's gonna get some innings and and hold down third base for them. So 
Cypress yeah, and, then, and, then, and don't and don't forget Nick Montgomery, who we have yeah. like in the top ten in the twenty four yeah. class. I mean, he's a big big bat who had a huge summer. So I mean, it's going to be uh, pretty fun. I think pitching will be the um, the deciding factor in this game. Uh, you know, you you hate to say that you want to see an eight seven game, uh, but if we see an eight seven game, um, you know, we means we get to see hopefully a lot of uh, Morel, Covarrubias, Gray, and Kim do their thing offensively. So, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean. So, uh, uh, you know that that let's hope that we get to see some of the offense stuff. So, you know, Joey, the, the, that's just a couple of the of the first round matchups that that we're kind of excited about. Obviously, eight games will be played in the first round on Saturday, February 11th. Uh, the game two matchups will take place Tuesday, February 4th. Uh, game three, uh, Thursday, February 16th. And then the final games will take place again Tuesday, February 21st with all games at uh, the Great Park there in Irvine. But uh, Joey, we talked about a couple of the matchups there that uh, we're intrigued with. Uh, some of the draft guys, even some of the, you know, the non-draft guys on those rosters. But, uh, you know, we we mentioned it at the top. I mean, this thing is loaded, Joey. And there's, you know, obviously committed guys. There's a ton of uncommitted guys. But there's a lot of players, uh, not only in the 23 classes, but in every class here that, uh, we could maybe call sleepers uh, as it goes to potential, you know, MVP candidates, if you will, for the tournament. What do you got there on some sleepers uh, for uh, people to be on the lookout? Yeah, I think um, in this Huntington Beach Ayala first round matchup, Carson Lynn looks like to get the ball in that first start. And I, I think he's a, like a sleeper draft guy to watch. I mean, what I've been hearing out of him is, you know, he's consistently in the low 90s this this, this fall and winter. And, you know, he's like a 6'2", 6'3", body with a, you know, pretty good slider. You know, he's he's the guy that I'm, I'm really looking at. And another guy over there, Brian Trujillo, I think we've given – maybe he's not sleeper in terms of the people who follow our, you know, social media coverage. But we we love him. And, you know, he's one – he's the highest-ranked uncommitted player in the 23 class. I think, you know, in terms of, like you said, of a sleeper MVP candidate, I think, you know, he's capable of facing, you know, any sort of pitcher and, and putting good at-bats against anyone. So – those are two right there. Um, I'd also say, um, let's see. I I, I think uh, I mentioned Matthew Thomas already. I think he can hit you know the ball harder than anyone. I'll say one more little sleeper guy. My my boy DC Daniel Camus over at Ayala. I, I have to I have to bring him up. Future gamer, you know, stuff is pretty elite for his for his class. You know, spin, spins it in the in the high 2500s with the fastball, 26, 2700s with his breaking balls. He's gonna he's gonna have a tough matchup with Huntington Beach in that first round. But you know, if anyone can you know can do it, I think he can he can do it. Yes, assuming DC gets the ball, that's definitely going to be um, the biggest game he's pitched so far uh, in in high school. Um, you know, some some guys, I mean, listen, these these guys aren't sleepers just because look, they're already committed. Um, you know, they're they're you know going to a, a big time power five or or maybe they're highly ranked, but um uh, some of the guys that I'm just excited to to watch play baseball because they're fun to watch play baseball. Uh in my opinion, you know, Luke Scher, the catcher out of Ukaipa. Um, you know, I want to see Tronstein again uh from Harvard Westlake. He does a lot of fun stuff on the field Alvarado Lucas Alvarado who we mentioned in the breakdown there 
Uh, Brady Ebel. I mean, we have Brady Ebel number two in the in the 2025 class, and uh, you know, big power left-handed bat, and you know, we're gonna get to sit on him for four games. That's a lot of fun. Um, you know, same with Austin Rolig, who should be fully healthy. Uh, you know, be the first time we get to see him fully healthy in in a long time. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Roman Lopez over at Ayala, Joey. I mean, we had him with us at, at future games, obviously got hurt and, and was unable to play out there, but I'm excited for the potential for him. Uh, you know, then Loyola, I want to see how coach Ramsey does with all those guys, right? Because this is, it doesn't seem like your typical Loyola team, right? You got a couple D one guys there and Magpac and Lopez and, and urban, um, you know, so they're going to be a lot of fun to watch too. Uh, but the team that, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing, you know, how they, how they stack up a, and then who on their team really steps, steps up and stands out for me is El Dorado. Um, I got really high hopes for El Dorado this year. This is as loaded a team as they've had in a while. Uh, Garvey Rummery, the six, two left, left outfielder pitcher going to San Diego state, um, you know, he's a guy that potentially, you know, Joey with a huge spring, you know, makes some noise and gets some attention, sneaks in there late. Uh, Evan Robecki, who we've seen a bunch, uh, you know, one of the better hitters in the class who remains uncommitted. Um, you know, and then they have a freshman that I'm really excited about in Brady Abner. So, um, it's just a, a, a loaded tournament with so many guys to see, uh, it's going to, uh, it's going to take a lot of uh, you're, you're going to get your steps in in these four days, Joey, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. Less. I mean, maybe not too many steps because they're all a great park. Thank God. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. But but, you know, you know, just looking ahead, um, some potential second round matchups. Um, I don't know if you've gotten that far. Um, of course, I've gotten that far less. Of course, <laughs> you you probably Joey, you probably printed twenty five brackets and and, and yeah. gone through them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, um. Uh, uh, what do you got on you know on on you know maybe two or three potential second round matchups that that have you excited? I'm I'm excited for a possible Harvard Westlake Etowanda second round matchup. I mean, both those teams are you know really they're two like too deep in terms of like being too big time deep in their rotation at Wanda being having, you know, Cal- California, you know, first team all state in our last spring with Dylan Goff and then they got Brady Ebel. So wh- whoever is one a one B there, um, if they make it out of the first round, they'll throw one of those guys in the second round. And then Harvard Westlake, you know, Tommy Bridges and Bryce Rayner, uh, whoever pitches game one, game two, if they make it past the first round, they'll have one of those two in the second round. So getting a really good second round matchup there is exciting. And then, you know, an Aquinas, Aquinas Orange Lutheran matchup obviously is very interesting because you'll have a ton of you know draft potential just in one game in that one one sitting. So those two are are really exciting second round matchups and possible second round matchups in my mind. Yeah, I I, I keep looking at this this uh, this pot of four teams with El Dorado against Corona and Ayala versus Huntington Beach, and I mean a Corona Huntington Beach second round game would be a lot of fun as would an El Dorado Huntington beach second round game. El Dorado Ayala could be a lot of fun. 
Um, you know, the, 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 that little pot of, of four teams is, is, um, you know, looks like it could be, um, a, a really good one. You know, here's one that you probably didn't think about, but Loyola against Redondo. I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, Keith Ramsey, you know, the former Miracosta coach, uh, going against, uh, you know, Barney over at Redondo. Uh, I think that would, that could be, um, that could be fun. Uh, I also think uh, Foothill against Etiwanda could be a lot of fun because you'd get probably get Andrew Parker uh, and his nasty breaking ball and his nasty changeup uh, against a really good and offensive Etiwanda team. Uh, but I, I think, I, you know, Ukaipa and Cypress uh, in the second round game in the stadium would be one of the chirpiest games, Joey, <laughs> that we would ever have, I think. And, and so for that reason alone, uh, I think that that makes it one of those games that, you know, you potentially want to see in the second round. Yeah, I think, no, we haven't talked about this, but I think every one of these teams travel very well <laughs> Yeah, in terms of their you know, bringing a, a big fan base and the whole family's coming out. Like, we're going to get a big crowd at a lot of these games. You know, the stadium games that we have set up, they're going to be filled you know, to the brim. So it's going to be really exciting just from a, a crowd and, and fan standpoint. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, the championship game, again, will be 7-15 on uh, Tuesday, February 21st uh, at the Great Park Stadium. Uh, you know, it'll be the culmination of the four-game tournament. Uh, the full bracket is on our website, so feel free to check it out um, and, and, you know, uh, just find it there. You can print it. You can do your own mock bracket. You can do whatever you need to do. Try to predict a winner. Uh, but, you know, Joey, this is uh, it's pretty exciting, man. And, and, you know, we're about a month away from from this tournament and it's hard to believe that we're about a month away from this tournament, but, uh, but you know, here we are, it's about to be the madness of the high school season is upon us once again. It's great madness. It's the best madness, best sport. It it is the best high school sport. Uh, it, it, in, in, you know, in my opinion, um, uh, but you know, high school sports as a whole are just awesome. So, uh, Joey, man, um, you know, this was good stuff, man. And, and, you know, I'm looking forward to breaking this down further. We'll have some, some matchup, individual matchup breakdowns coming out, uh, both on the website. And then we'll get with our buddy, Tommy Morris again, and do some videos to break down, um, each ma- each game in the first round. Uh, so be sure that, uh, you check out prep baseball report, uh, com for, for more information and uh joey uh, again thanks a bunch for coming on the podcast and breaking this down with me no problem Les. big thanks to joey cohen for joining me on the podcast today to break down the 2023 pbr california preseason invitational be sure to check out prepbaseballreport.com for all your news event and ranking information and until next time we'll see you at the yard